It's the JT The Brick Show. And now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. It's Stafford. Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. It's scores. Oh, my goodness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Now he leans towards the line, gets the snap. Raiders bring a blitz. He takes up off the middle, and he's wrapped up from behind. Guess who? Max Crosby with the sack as he races over to the far sideline. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Open Adams at the 35, racing to the 20, 10, touchdown Raiders. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT here, back from Dallas with the Raiders as they wrapped up the preseason. In studio today with Bobby. On a gorgeous day, it was 99 degrees today, this morning when I was driving around with my wife, running a few errands today, and feels like summer still. Stay in the pool. Head to the pool parties and go to PT's, the best happy hour in town. 5 to 7 to midnight to 2. PT's fuels the monologue as they will upcoming for this football season. We have 15 partners on our show. That is a record for our show. We are thrilled with the new partners that we will announce at the end of this week into next week. We're off next Monday for Labor Day. Mandatory off. Labor Day, the building shut down. And then Tuesday, a week from tomorrow, our full season coverage of the silver and black game by game late by week in the year all the holiday games all the big games that are being played the nationally televised games pre and post all of that and we're, we're gearing up for that we really want to do a big job we're really proud of the work we do here on the flagship of the Raiders and we want to make sure you enjoy it and for me it's simple I'm a solo host I'm an interactive host. I want to just talk to as many fans as I can. You know we'll have the best guests. We'll have the insiders. They're already locked in. We'll have the coach. Still the only guy in town I get the coach. I'll have the coach on every week. Some people are thrilled to that. Others aren't. They want, you know, nasty, angry questions. It's a Raider interview with the Raider head coach done at a professional level. I'll do that every week. We'll have Raiders Roundtable. I'll be hosting Monday on Fox 5 Television, the Raiders press conference show with Eric Allen. I add that to my work this year. And then I'll be anchoring the pre- and post-game on Sunday, going into my show 27 years running, the longest-standing Sunday night show in America on Mad Dog Sports Radio, 8 to 11 p.m. Sunday night. So I'll start Sunday at about 10.30 in the morning at the Torch, and I'll end at 11 o'clock at night in my house on Mad Dog. That starts two Sundays from now. So I love it. I love being on Sunday night because it's low-hanging fruit. It's NFL. It's a lot of fun. And then we'll do this show five days a week, most weeks. And there'll be some other projects I have with the Raiders that I'm happy to be a, happy to be a part of. Very fortunate to be coming on my 25th year of my coverage of the Raiders. This is our last week of summertime radio, which isn't we put our feet up, but it's kind of we relax. As I tweeted out, this is the day tomorrow where the Raiders have to make their final cuts down to 53. You know that I don't do a lot of that type of radio. I find it very boring and tedious talking about who's on the waiver wire. You don't like it. Some The diehards care about it. I work for the team, so I care about everyone who's on the practice squad or not. But my job is to do a better radio show than to talk for two weeks about some guy who's not going to make the team. I wish him well. He might come back and play for the Raiders and might catch a touchdown like Keelan Cole did last year in the Patriot game that set up the Chandler Jones play. But I'm here to talk about the 53 that will be here tomorrow, and we'll talk about them, and will there be some controversial picks? Maybe a few. 
I have my Twitter open. I'm following Deshaun Reed, Vinny Bonsignor, Vic Tafer, Paul Gutierrez to see if there's any added news on some players and who's going to be jumping around and who's going to be try to be parked and get on the practice squad, who's going to be able to do that, and what Raider players are no longer going to be here. 21 hours ago, Deshaun Ray- Reed, Raiders waived defensive tackle, Doug Costin, linebacker, Isaac, Darkangelo, quarterback Chase Garbers, cornerback Ike Brown, cornerback Bryce Cosby, uh, Vitaly Gurman, the guard, Darwin Thompson, and wide receiver Chris Lacey. They also place running back Britton Brown, tight end Jacob Hollister, and wide receiver Isaiah Zuber on the season-ending injured reserve. So that's a lot of players as they're down to 80 here, and there'll be some other changes that are happening. So that's where we're at. So let me tell you about the trip to Dallas and some cool things. I was the first person in the nation to tweet out that Tom Brady was on the sideline with Mark Davis. Didn't have a photo, but yes, golf clap for me. I was the first guy to do it. I was looking in the binoculars, getting ready to, you know, we're an hour and a half out from the start of the game. I got the binoculars, looking down at the field, seeing who's warming up, and all of a sudden I see Mark Davis, and Mark's there. And I look to the right, and I see some guy wearing white pants. I go, I normally know who's down there. Who is that? It's Tom Brady. I handed the binoculars to my spotter. I said, before I tweet... Double check if that's Tom Brady. He comes right back and goes, oh, that's Tom Brady. So I tweeted, there's Tom Brady on the sideline with Mark Davis. Then Mark and Tom went to the other sideline to greet Jerry Jones. And Jerry and Tom talked for about 20 minutes to a half hour. And that's when all the paparazzi, all the media saw it. They started tweeting it out. Brady came out of the Raider locker room with Mark Davis, Jimmy Garoppolo, and had an interesting comment what he said. Thought that was great, and no doubt about it, Tom Brady was there with the Raiders. Not the Cowboys. Why was he at a preseason game? I don't know. I don't know. But he's there with Mark Davis, and you know the minority ownership of the Aces, what they're trying to do with him at the Raiders. That was real. And the only thing bigger than Tom Brady was earlier in the day in Dallas when it was made official that Josh Jacobs is back. So here's the show today. Today is the Josh Jacobs show we've been waiting all summer long on. So I want you to welcome Josh Jacobs back, and I want you to give me an idea of what you expect from him. That's it, because last year I admitted this. It wasn't a mistake. It was just what happened. I didn't think Josh Jacobs would have the impact that he had with this team last year because last year I saw him play in the Hall of Fame game, and I thought they were potentially shopping him. Why did he play in the Hall of Fame game? And it turned out he had one of the greatest years in the history of the Raiders, right there with Marcus Allen. So now he's back. He got a little sweetener added to the deal. So Josh Jacobs can make up to $12 million. He ends the impasse with that sweetened one-year deal. And Josh and the social media that the Raiders put out looked really good. He changes his number to number eight. So he'll be wearing number eight, which means the jersey sales are going to go through the roof. He led the league in rushing. He looks to be in shape, but I don't know how great of shape he is. And they have plenty of time to get him ready for Denver. We got two weeks, a little less than two weeks to get him ready for Denver. He's not coming off an injury. He's not banged up, so he's good to go. So that's the show today. That's all I got. I'm not doing, hey, who's on the 53, who are we waving stuff. That's not my show. The other guys probably do it better than me. I want to wait till tomorrow to get the final roster and do a deep dive on the show and to see if there's any controversial moments. Look, if someone gets let go today 
and waived today, and they're a good player who I thought was going to make the 53, I'll stop the show and get into that. But I think today we should do what we need to do better in the Raider Nation. We need to do this one thing better. On good days, we need to be great. Put that in a promo in three, two, and one. On good days, we need to be great around here. Okay, all the blanking and moaning, all the complaining, which is what sports radio is based on, the, the business I chose, negativity, gossip, the TMZification, wanting to know who got divorced, who's married, who got a DUI, who's the good guy, bad guy. On good days like today with the return of Josh Jacobs, which is on a Monday, even though it happened over the weekend, we're going to take advantage of a good day because my brain can't handle negative days when they're supposed to be good days. We're going to have those on this show. Raiders are going to lose some games where they should have won. Last year, five double-digit blown leads in the second half. I had to come back and do Monday to Friday. It was a hellscape on radio of Raider fans going nuts on who to blame. Not today. Today, we're welcoming Josh Jacobs back. But the caveat's going to be, what do you expect from him in regards to his playing time, what do you expect from him for the Denver game? Let's just get into the Denver game. How many carries does he get? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I'll have a good understanding a week from now. But I don't know. Is he, could he get 30? Probably not. He's not in football shape. Can he get 20? Maybe. He might get 5. He might get 10. I don't know. You don't know either. But that's why we do this show every day. We try to figure it out. 702-365-9200. Last year, Josh Jacobs had 340 carries for 1,653 yards, averaging 4.9 a carry. His long one was the 86 in Seattle. He had 12 touchdowns on the ground. He averaged 97.2 yards a game. This is in rushing. In receiving, he had 17 receptions, excuse me, 53 receptions for 400 yards. Not bad. 7.5 a catch. And what do you have for touchdowns? Oh, receiving touchdowns? None. Zero. Like to see that number move. So for Josh Jacobs, I, you know, I, there's no way he's going to get 340 carries. Just no way. That, that'd be insane to have him do it again. We'd be talking about 680 carries in two years. But I think this team, the only chance this team has, only chance this team has to win this year at a high level, talking double-digit wins, playoffs, is the offense has to be great. It can't be good. It can't be a good, you know, top 20 offense. It can't. It's got to be a top seven, top six offense. Jimmy Garoppolo's got to have a big year. Jacobs has got to have a big year, depending on what you think is a big year. Devontae's got to have a big year. Hunter's got to have a bounce-back year. Jacoby Myers has to have a Pro Bowl year. Colt Miller has to go to the Pro Bowl. Not be an alternate. He's got to go to the Pro Bowl. The offensive line's only going to get better. I'm sold on that. This offensive line's back again together as a healthy, cohesive unit. They're going to be better. They're not going to get worse. This offensive line's going to get better. I know that. They got a pretty good tight end out of Notre Dame and Michael Mayer, who I don't think's had a pretty good. I don't think he's had a good preseason. I think there's some whiffs on blocks. I don't think he's been great, and I don't think they threw to him a lot. You know, I just he was he missed a couple of days of practice. He's got to get going. He's got to get going and be big. But today's about Josh Jacobs. Welcome him back. 
Give them a day on the radio. This is what athletes deserve. When they sign contract extensions, when they deserve to get their flowers, we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Welcome them back. I never thought there was a doubt. I never thought there was a doubt Jimmy G was going to remain injured. Never was a doubt that Josh Jacobs wasn't going to be back. Never a doubt with all this. Never a doubt from me that Devontae might have been unhappy. Remember that bull crap this offseason? Devontae's not happy. Total garbage. We didn't play it up here on the show. But Josh Jacobs is there, and I'm happy for him. Now, the money, $12 million bucks. that's if he hits his incentives with the sweetener. I still don't think that's a lot of money for Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon Barkley. But that's where the market is. And Dave Ziegler took him out to dinner. How about, a, how about a congratulations for Dave Ziegler getting this job done? How about some Raider fans saying, nice job, Dave. You know, you used the weapon of the team, which was the franchise tag. You didn't have to use it. You got a deal done. He's on time. He's ready to go. No harm, no foul. No drama with Dave Ziegler taking him out to a restaurant here at the Cosmo and getting the deal done. Everybody's happy. And that should make the Raider Nation at least happy for a day. So that's what we are, right, Bobby? You're laughing, uh, making me crack a laugh. That, the Raider, we got to give something for Raider fans to be positive about on positive days. That's it. You know, so that's, that's what I feel about Josh. I'm happy for him. I don't get in front of his money. His money seems to be pretty good. He's got to stay healthy because he wants a contract next year. And how do you give him more money if he doesn't rush for all those yards? You don't, you don't make him rush for this many yards this year. You just win more games. That's it. You win three or four more games than last year, and Josh Jacobs has a really good year. It goes over 1,200 yards, 1,300 yards, and he wins. And he's running for first downs in the postseason. Then you reward him again, and that's not a guarantee. There's no guarantee Josh Jacobs will be back here after this season. But there's a guarantee today that we can thank him and give him a pat on the back for doing great things. Uh, the rest of the league, big stories around the league, is every team wrapped up the preseason. Who played well? Who had some good games overall? The quarterback quandary that we see now, there's a lot of young quarterbacks who are going to play. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Aaron Rodgers is a veteran with the Jets. He looked okay. Baker Mayfield had a massive game for the Buccaneers as he got the number one job there. And there's some teams, oh, I'm going to get to the sound bites and what went down in Dallas. And we made Will Greer look like Troy Aikman in Dallas. I mean, was, I was telling Q Myers this. Was I the only guy who figured this out? I don't gamble. But if anybody didn't bet on the Cowboys to win that Raider game, don't ever place a bet the rest of your life because you're not very smart. If you didn't bet on the Cowboys to beat the Raiders in that game, that was hand-delivered to you. Here's why. I'm in the booth, and Will Greer's warming up, and I go to Lincoln Kennedy. Lincoln, am I the only guy saying this? He's going to get cut tomorrow, and they're letting him play. I go, is that rare? He goes, yeah, it's kind of rare. That doesn't happen much. Because they traded for Trey Lance. Trey Lance is coming. They had to screw over Will Greer and tell him, we're not keeping you. You're not going to be our third-string quarterback, but we're going to do something very unique. We're going to let you play the entire game. And Dak Prescott's going to call the plays. And I guess JT the Brick in third person is the only person on God's green earth that said, Oh, my God, he's going to throw it on every play. They're they're trying to put together a tape for him to get a new job. What do you think is going to be on the tape, him handing it off up the middle? I looked at Lincoln and said, Lincoln, this is going to be a big night for Will Greer because he's going to come out and bootleg and roll out and throw. 
The guy had four touchdowns, two on the ground, two in the air. He had one of the best preseason games of the entire preseason. That's not a knock on the Raiders. The Raiders didn't play their starters. Raiders didn't want to get anybody hurt. Raiders just want to get back on the plane and get home. Josh Jacobs signed, Tom Brady in the building. I get it. But I thought for me, I was going to call a couple more Raider touchdowns, send it to my mom and dad. Hey, I did the play-by-play this year. I'm like the voice of Will Greer. There's more Will Greer tape with me giving touchdowns than Raiders. So I'm not ripping the Raiders for not playing good defense in that game. I'm not. I'm not. But I will tell you this much. Ooh. Oh, that middle of the field, once again, was wide open. Remember the problems we've had last year? No problem now. They got Marcus Epps, right? Epps comes in. They get Marcus Peters. Merrick's going to be better. Jacorian Bennett's going to start maybe at corner. Very good young player. They brought in Spillane. Diablo looks big. No complaints from me. But, ooh. What was that in Dallas, the middle of the field, the abyss, the wide open middle of the field opened up again, and they're just throwing it over there in the middle, and there's no one there from the Raiders. And you want want me to talk about the threes and fours who were giving up 15 yards a play? No, we're not going to do that today. Not going to do that today. Today we're going to talk about Josh Jacobs, and we're going to get into that and fly through that. Mark Anderson will join us from the AP. Harry Ruiz, the Latino voice of the silver and black, will join us here, and then I'm just going to hope, I'm just going to hope by next week, next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow, everybody raises their A game, like I will. And I think I have my A game every day, but I'm going to take it up a notch, even to a higher level of the A bracket, and then get ready to go balls out. We talk balls on sports radio and try to get you, the Raider fans, all over the globe on the mobile app to match my energy and come on in There's going to be good days and bad days. There's going to be angry days. There's going to be euphoria. There's going to be great wins and probably a couple of tough losses. And we're going to take it one week at a time. Hate to say it. Hate to say it, but we're going to take it one week and one game at a time. And hope that this team comes out of the gate with one of the toughest schedules in football. And they're three and three or four and two. Manageable. Oh, wow. Four and two. Three and three, not the end of the world. You see who they played at Buffalo, at Denver, Pittsburgh's in town. Oh my God, the Raiders are out of the gate. They're out of the gate pretty good. We need that. We don't want to stumble and bumble, as Berman says. We don't want to come out of the gate slow. And I don't see any reason why we should. We, the season ticket holders, because I think the Raiders are a better roster than the Denver Broncos. I can say that in a straight face. The Raiders have a better team than Denver, they've won the last six out of seven. But they got to play that game in Mile High, which is a tough place to play. Very tough place to play. Raiders have lost a lot of games in that building and have won some memorable ones. And I think they're the, they're the better team to go out there, and they're healthy. Knock wood, as long as no one gets hurt here in the next week or two, inside the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, everyone who is bubble-wrapped is ready to go. And I think they're going to be ready to play hard and, and shut down a lot of their critics. That's the way I see that. 702-365-9200 if you want to get through. We want to celebrate Josh Jacobs' contract today. And just in case, I know they listen to the show in the building. I don't know what Josh listens to, but if he's listening, we want to make sure Josh Jacobs feels welcome back because he is a valuable member of this team, an important cog to this team going forward. Thor in Summerlin, my dirt. He starts us off. How are you, Thor? 
Man, I'm great, JT. How are you doing, brother? All good. Josh Jacobs is signed, sealed, delivered on a one-year yes, deal. And I think that's a big big news for the Raider Nation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Honestly, I never, I was never worried. And literally the day, the, the day before he signed, I was on the phone with my good friend Quincy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, I'm starting to get a little nervous. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not too nervous yet, but I'm starting to get a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, I started getting texts, calls, everything. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. Yeah. Thank you, God. Cause I honestly believe JT. That we are twelve and five. I mean, you Whoa. go either eleven and six or thirteen and four, I'm, and that was all on Josh Jacobs being there. I think our offense is so scary with Josh and Devontae and and Hunter Renfro mm-hmm. hopefully having a bounce back season, and and hopefully the rookie tight end Mayer, however you say his name, mm-hmm. um, he can get it all the way together. And 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 just Josh can't get the carries he had last year because we don't want to run him down into right. a whatever. But I, I'm happy with the way I was watching Zeus get some time. I know Zeus ain't all the way there yet, mm-hmm. but he runs really, really hard. Right. And and I appreciate it. And and I'm so ready to see this offense get out there and go. And I'm excited. And I, I love your positivity that you always bring, bro. And I want. Most of the Raider Nation needs to be as positive as all, all as we are because yeah. I'm tired of hearing these people when who cares about the preseason game when you were at the third and fourth string dudes and eighty percent of them aren't even going to be on the team. Right. Like, like be happy about this team. Like you said earlier, make good days great. I say make every day great. We Thanks, are Thor. The Nation. We are. Let's go. Be the nation. Let's let's get it, Jay. Thank you, Thor. Appreciate it. Yeah, and again, there's going to be days where I'm not going to be very positive. I shoot straight. For those who don't think I think straight, they don't listen to the show. They don't listen to the show. They just take the stuff that I do inside the building where I have to be cordial, but they don't listen to the show. We're a straight shooting show. When the team's not playing good, we, we make it clear. We make it very clear. When they should be playing better, we make it clear every bleeping show I've ever done in my life. Okay, that's it. But we show respect. We don't take anything personal. And we try to work well with coaches and players because that's the level of what we're doing here. But there's, there have been days when I have not been happy behind this microphone last year because they left games. They left games where they should have easily locked them up and won. And that's not, I don't want to see that again. It'll happen. There'll be a game or two that'll slip away. Something will happen. But I'm hoping this year they, they step up and have a lot of games where they finish because they got finishers on this team. Max Crosby, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Myers. They close out games because Dave Ziegler's got a lot of players on this team and veterans who can do that. Raider J in Hawaii. Wow. Great to see the mobile my, app in Hawaii. How are you, J? My man, my man, JT. Hey. Hey, listen, man, I don't, I don't get a chance to call in as much as I'd like to for mm-hmm. more vacation, but I had the opportunity to love your show, listen to your podcast every day. Thank you. And, uh, but I just want to say, like, I was a little disappointed Saturday night with the, just the effort that I saw. But, you know, from the Raiders, and they, you know, they, they didn't play very well in that game. But we won every game last year and didn't, didn't start off well. So, I think is it hopefully is a te- teachable moment, like going into this week or getting ready for the, you know, first game with with the Broncos. So I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. okay, and I know the third and fourth stringers mm-hmm. were in there, um, but 
I'm hoping that they play. They're going to play better. And with Josh Jacobs coming in, man, you know, I've always been a big fan of Josh. I think he's going to have a hell of a year. I think that um, I think McDaniels is, is going to find a way to get him more into the passing game because Jimmy G likes to throw the short ball mm-hmm. a lot. So I think yep. he'll have more opportunities to right. get his yardage up, to get his carries up from you know from mm-hmm. scrimmage. And I think it's going to be a good burst, you know, for the mm-hmm. Raiders. And so, man, I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, and I think you, if you know a little bit about his Josh's background, mm-hmm. it's been documented. He's a fighter, and he's going to come out fighting just like he did in the Hall of Fame Hall of Fame. Game yeah, he is. Year. He's going to come um, out and play hard. And I got to run, my friend. I got to wrap it up. I got a lot of people I got to get to. Great to hear from you from Hawaii. I greatly appreciate it. You're going to see Josh be explosive again. But now we have Zeus. Zamir White, who's going to have to play well. He's got to play well when Josh is on the sideline and gets a rest or they need a mix-up, they need to get, they need a burst, and Josh has been running hard in a game and they got to get it from Zamir White. Zamir White's got to have a big year. Everybody's got to be great on offense. We cannot have three players playing well, two playing average, and one having a bad game. No, they got to be clicking. They play once a week. They got to be rested, ready, and explosive in those games to be at their best. These are elite offensive weapons that Josh McDaniels now can unleash on the NFL. There can't be any confusion about not being comfortable with the other quarterback. He's gone now. I don't want to give him the full playbook. I'm just not comfortable. No, all that's gone. Everybody gets the full playbook. You run the playbook faster, the plays get in and out of the huddle quicker. And you run the plays like you ran in Henderson, and you run them to perfection in the game. None of this, hey, man, the quarterback and the coach, not on the same play page. We're not going to give the quarterback this much. No, we got the quarterback here now. We got the quarterback who worked with the coach in the past, knows the playbook, and the coach is more comfortable with this quarterback. Period. Now it's got to work. I think it'll work. I can't guarantee it, but I think it'll work. Dino in New York. Dino, how you been? Good to hear from you. Good, JT. How are you today? Very well, thanks. Good. I couldn't be more in agreement with what you just said about the offense. I think it definitely should be an elite offense. Barring injury, mm-hmm. they've got horses everywhere you look. This team should be averaging close to 30 points a game. I love the rookies. I, like, I think we're going to see something out of this class. And it's going to come down to defense again, JT. They've, this defense has got to create turnovers, which is something they've mm-hmm. been struggling with for years to get the ball back to an elite offense, to give us more chances to put more points on the board. They've got to create turnovers. They've got to sack the quarterback. And, I, you know, if they can get, it, if they can get to a 15th, 15th ranking in the NFL mm-hmm. with a high-powered offense, they're going to be a tough out. I'm very optimistic that they can do it. I like what I've seen. You know what I love? My best quote of the whole offseason, when Max Crosby said, we're not like that anymore. Now, I'm not settling for that. We're, we're changing. This is the new defense. This is what we do. That's the attitude he's going to bring to this mm-hmm. defense. That's what's going to happen. They're going to do it this year. Thanks, They're going to be a really tough team. Keep calling. Good to hear from you, all right? Dino checking in. Rochester, New York, my old dirt. Good to hear from Dino. Just took a call from Hawaii and New York. You don't think I love that Raiders mobile app, man? God, it gives us a radio show every day. Really thrilled about that. Speaking of the radio show, 
Join me for a live broadcast from Proper Eats Food Hall at Aria on Thursday, September 7th, brought to you by Remy Martin. Proper Eats Food Hall is a collection of highly sought-after imports and only in Vegas destinations. While enjoying the amazing food selection, sip on their special Tropic Thunder cocktail featuring the great Mount Gay Rum. Noon to 2, Thursday, September 7th, sponsored by Remy Martin, the official cognac of the JT The Brick Show. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. Got to make sure I'm off that Thursday night, uh, Bobby, because I want to have a few of those Tropic Thunders. Yes, that will be an Uber. I got a new vehicle this weekend. Tweeted it out. Yeah, I got a new vehicle. Traded in an old one, but uh, no, no drinking and driving. Never, as in never. That's why the Ubers are here. So you can go watch the show at Proper Eats Food Hall on September 7th and have a couple of Tropic Thunders with me with the Mount Gay Rum. Count me in for that. 702-365-9200. Raiders preseason is over. A couple of my calls on the other side from Dallas, and we'll hear more from the Raider Nation next. So now set up first and 10 on the Texans 15. Delayed hand up to Jacobs. Huge hole at the middle 10. Cuts right side five. Touchdown, Jacobs. The hat trick in the end zone. His third rushing touchdown of the day. And the Raiders go up two scores. 30 to 20 with 7.06 to go in the ballgame. Jason Horowitz on the call. This is a welcome back Josh Jacobs show today. Summertime radio coming to an end. Uh, A week from Tuesday, we start our full season coverage as we count down to the Denver Broncos. So that's going to start. We got it all lined up for you. Just please come back every day for your coverage of the Raiders and the NFL. I'll be doing a lot of NFL talk, too. It's the Raiders Radio Network, Raiders Radio, but I do a lot of national stuff with the NFL, and you'll find that in that time slot, too. Excited about Josh. He deserves it. I like people when they get what they deserve, and no doubt about it, he deserves this deal. It's unfortunate that running backs are no longer probably going to get two, three-year deals. I think a lot of running backs are going to be playing on a two-year deal, max, maybe, you know, the rookie contract. After a rookie contract, if you don't pick up the 50-year option, then you have the opportunity for the franchise tag. You know, you could see backs who come into the league and play for the same team for six or seven years, and in year six and year seven, they're on a franchise tag or a one-year deal. That's the trend going forward. You're not going to come out as a rookie and get anything more than what? A rookie contract, which means you're going to get, if you're a first-round pick, you'll get good money. You'll get good money for those first couple of years if you don't get cut. And then when your deal's up, the team will have the option to give you a new contract. Most teams will not. They'll give you a one-year deal, or they'll franchise tag you. That's what this argument's been about for the last month or two. Not that Josh doesn't deserve a new two- or three-year deals. We know he does. The market doesn't dictate that anymore. Maybe that'll change. I don't know. I hope it changes. I don't think it's really risky giving a guy like Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley a two- or three-year deal. But if a team doesn't have to, they're going to put him on a one-year deal, on a franchise tag, and see if they can get through that year and then give him another short-term deal. Who are going to be the teams that are going to say to Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs, okay, your other team doesn't want you back anymore. They don't want to give you a long-term deal. We will. All you need is one owner. 
All you need is Arthur Blanks of the Atlanta Falcons going, I love Josh Jacobs. He's only 26. Give him a, give him a three-year deal. Give him $13 million a year. That could happen. But now he plays for the Raiders, and the Raiders have to take advantage of this. So wish Josh well today and welcome him back. He's wearing number eight. He, he goes from 28 to 8 here and wears the uniform number that he wore in high school and college. That's cool for him. He really wanted to do that. 702-365-9200. And keeping an eye on all the Raider insiders, if there's any new news on players that are going to get released. I think the linebacker position is very important for the Raiders, depending on who they're going to keep there. The cornerbacks, you know, Amik Robertson, some of the other names, players that could be the final corner or the final linebacker or the final offensive lineman. But the Raiders are down to 80 players now, excluding David Agoa. They have to cut down to 53 by tomorrow. And when they do that tomorrow, I think the Raiders are going to have a very good roster. They're going to hope that a couple of players, they can park on the practice squad. That means that they're going to have to clear waivers and other teams aren't going to pick up and pay them for that. And it was interesting, Josh McDaniel sat down with us in a production meeting, the head coach, and said, that's not a big number of players. You know, you want to hide your players and you want to keep your players in your organization to work with and build with on the practice squad. It's not like seven players are going to get picked off the Raider practice squad and go to other teams. But it could be one or two. One or two players that the Raiders want to make good decisions about. The Raiders, according to Vinny Bonsignor, have difficult decisions to make as they trim their roster from 90 to 53 by Tuesday's NFL deadline. And Vinny did a nice job. He says Garbers is now a candidate for the practice squad, which is great. And the quarterback two role, which we're assuming is going to be Aiden O'Connell, they played him a lot. They played him a lot this year in the preseason. I think he should be the second quarterback, but I know that Brian Hoyer knows more than Aiden O'Connell in down and distance in game situations. Very important decision for the Raiders here. That third quarterback can only play if the first two quarterbacks get hurt and aren't able to return. Not benched because they're not playing well. They have to be injured and not able to return. So that third quarterback is someone that you can keep on your team, but you're not going to get them into the game easy unless both quarterbacks get injured, and we don't want to see that with Jimmy Garoppolo. 702-365-9200. Gangster Raider is up next on the flagship. He's gone, and uh, good. You know, Bobby, if you can't wait on hold for a commercial break, I got you. I got you. 702-365-9200. Let's get into some of the sound bites from the game, mostly in Dallas, as Dallas got Greer going. Will Greer was the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. You know he was going to get a big look, and he did. Greer fakes the handoff again, rolling right. He's got a lot of room. He can run it in for a touchdown, and he does. Touchdown, Dallas Cowboys. The man they came to showcase in this game, in the opening drive, comes through Will Greer as the Cowboys take an early 6-0 lead. So Greer was really electric in the game. He was running hard. He was running hard, and he was going to have a big game because they wanted to showcase him so he could go out and get a new job. And we'll see if he, where he's going to an, end up. You know, Raiders converting on fourth down. There were some good conversions in the preseason. Quarterback sneaks, short yardage where they were able to come through. So the Raiders are going to go for it on fourth down. O'Connell in the shotgun. Quick pass rush. He throws a slant over the middle and it is caught Raiders pick up the first down Christian Wilkerson that's an eight yard gain and a first down for the silver and black yeah big time JT right there good throw on his back shoulder but outstanding catch in a really contested 
uh, play. Yeah, that's Wilkerson. Eric Allen on the call with me there. I thought he played well. A big target. He won't be here, but a target player. Now, Daniel Carlson, fun to watch him kick. Uh, this was the kick that... They got the Raiders on the board. The guy's Mr. Automatic. Great to see him up in that beautiful press back box in Dallas. He's just fantastic, perfect in the preseason. So the Raiders will come up short, and they'll bring out Daniel Carlson for the field goal. Carlson, perfect in the preseason so far. Snap is down. Kick is up. And for Carlson, as always, it is good. <laughs> and the Raiders get on the board here. And it was important for the Raiders to get some points here on this drive. Uh, Raiders now trail 7-3 in this game. Not that the score mattered much. Love to call the plays of O'Connell throughout the preseason. as trying to get some chemistry going with Trey Tucker, who they can line up in a lot of different positions, and he can be a ball hawk. O'Connell's in the shotgun. Keelan Cole, Trey Tucker, and Wilkerson. He throws it out to the right, and it is caught by Trey Tucker, and he caught it. And EA, his momentum took him out of bounds. There was no one behind that play on 16-yard gain. If he could have stopped like a and pirouetted, he was gone. There was no safety back there. Yeah, he caught that ball, and there was no one behind him. And he tried to hold up his momentum. If he was able to just stop on a dime, he could have walked to the end zone on that play. But too much momentum heading towards the sideline. No doubt about that. And Michael Mayer. Also on this play, you know, he can catch the ball. You got to get him the ball in space. He's got good separation. Got to lead this guy the ball so he can pick up momentum like a freight train. O'Connell fades back and looks. He's got some time trying to run away. Going to probably throw it away. No, he throws it back to Mayer, and Mayer catches it and remains on his feet and brings it down at about the 23-yard line. That's a 15-yard gain it looked like o'connell was running away from that coverage maybe going to throw it away then he saw the big one 87 there and hit him right in the chest that was a nice play by o'connell i was he heard on the play-by-play i thought he was just throwing it out of bounds and then mayor breaks in front of him catches the ball and picks up a first down on a nice gain there williams at running back is an interesting call here we think of josh jacobs and samir white but the depth of the veterans at the running back position was impressive first and 10 445 to go here in the second O'Connell is going to hand it off up the middle. Big hole! Big hole! It'll be a touchdown for the Raiders! Damian Williams off the left side, charges into the end zone. Touchdown, Las Vegas Raiders! That was a nice touchdown for him. That's something good to have out on film to show everybody that he has a burst. So quick story on the 62-yard field goal. So Carlson's lining up to kick the 62-yard field goal, and like you do in preseason, we were talking about food. And I bet Eric Allen a San Diego a burrito, a carne asada burrito, that he would make it. Now, Eric didn't want to see him miss it, but he said, I'll take that bet. So we were talking about it, trying to have a little bit of fun, loose near the end of the preseason here. Here's the Carlson 62-yarder. 62 yards for Carlson. And the Cowboys have a receiver, Cooper, in the end zone. Yeah. You better make sure he goes deep enough. Oh, it's going it deep up. enough. It looks like it's deep enough. Yeah. Is it good? It's good. <laughs> it's good. 62 yards. Carney inside a burrito for everybody. Carson, <laughs> as time expires, it's halftime. Uh, Carlson makes the kick there. Fantastic kick. And that's a 62-yarder. Fantastic for him. But then the Cowboys are going to put it away. Will Greer was the show at quarterback. Even though they released him the following day, he put on a big performance. Two receivers to the right, one in motion to the right, one receiver out to the left. Greer is in the shotgun. Uh, Greer looking left. He's going to tuck and run again. He's going to tuck and run and waltz into the end zone. No one near him. That's a seven-yard touchdown and another big play for Will Greer. 
Uh, Will Greer had a big day. Uh, he had a big day there. He was the star of the game as the Dallas Cowboy wins and the Raiders say goodbye to the preseason. That's it. That's the end of the ball game with the final score. The Dallas Cowboys 31, the Las Vegas Raiders 16. And that's it there. So, again, I don't know why. Uh, we're good. That's the final call on the year for the Raiders as we are done with the preseason. I had a great time. I appreciate the fact that I got to do this. And thanks again to Jason Horowitz, who gave up the seat to go on television. He does a great job. And now he'll get back into the radio seat. I'll get back into the pre and post. Q did an unbelievable job with the pre and post. From what I heard, he'll do the pre-pre. And we're back on Raiders Radio. So if you're joining us late, those are the highlights of the Cowboys winning. Raiders go 2-1 and one in the preseason. And when we come back, more on Josh Jacobs getting the contract extension. He gets a one-year deal. Uh, not a franchise tag. I think that's really important. And Tom Brady. What was Tom Brady doing there as an individual for the Raiders? He looked all Raidered out to me. I'll tell you about that. Harry Ruiz and Mark Anderson will join us. Josh Jacobs is back under contract. We're celebrating that today on the flagship. Brought to you by the 872 laborers who built the stadium on time, safely, and on budget. is kicking off here into the field. On Branch. That's a great job. What a great job by Zachariah Branch. Freshman to the house. Ninety-six yards. How cool is that? Zachariah Branch, Bishop Gorman. Cliff Branch's nephew had a kickoff return as a pure freshman for USC. My son was at that game, and uh, he texted me, and I couldn't believe it, and I wanted to play that, make sure we were able to do that here. I have a very heavy heart that Cliff Branch is no longer with us, the Hall of Famer who passed away before the Hall. But my son went to Bishop Gorman, uh, both my sons, and one played football, and we would go to games, and when Zachariah Branch was coming up, he was one of the greatest high school football players to be recruited to go to Bishop Gorman, and then he was one of the greatest players in Bishop Gorman history. Case in point, recruited all over the country. He decided to go to USC, and he has a freshman kickoff return. I don't think USC played a great game against San Jose State. They gave up more points than I thought, but Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner, came out, threw it all over the park, and then Zachariah Branch had that play. If Cliff was alive... Cliff would have been at that game wearing the jersey, the USC jersey. Even though Cliff was a legend to Colorado, he would have been there for his nephew. So my wife and I were so happy because we went to a game. I think it was St. John Bosco in L.A. And when our kids were, my kid was on the, he, he was before his senior year. And he was playing there, and Cliff was there because Zachariah was there. And Cliff, we sat with Cliff in a Bishop Gorman game in L.A., and Cliff was so proud to talk about his nephew. SC is going to be a power offensively, a lot like the Raiders, really in an interesting way. USC has one thing, all offense. Raiders got a great offense. USC's defense better button up and be tight there. So week zero in college football as Notre Dame won overseas. There's a couple of games, but USC got off to, I think, an interesting start. They weren't that dominant against the San Jose State team. 
but they had a couple of electric plays along the way. Uh, we'll get into what Josh McDaniel said at the end of the Dallas game. Coming back, I spent some time with Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels on the road. They were in a really good place. They seemed to be happy with the effort that they saw from this team. Last year, they went 4-0 in the preseason. That didn't help. You know, the Raiders got off to a slow start last year after going 4-0. I think this was different. That's why they mixed it up a bit, let the starters play against the Rams. Speaking of the Rams, I want you to hear what's going on with their quarterback, Matthew Stafford. This is a big trending story in L.A. today. His wife, his wife's talking about how her husband, Matthew Stafford, doesn't know any of the players on the team. And the reports are that Matthew Stafford had to go to the trainer and someone in the locker room and say, hey, I need you to put together a chart for me with these guys' faces. They don't talk to me. They play video games. They're young. They even call him sir. So Stafford's sitting there. We don't, we're not supposed to know this, but his wife, I think she's got a podcast. She's chirpy. This one is chirpy. She likes to talk a lot. Listen to this. It's kind of crazy. So Matthew's been in the league a long time, right? We've been talking about this. He's like, the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly. And they have a lot of rookies on their team this year. They're very young. So this will be a very interesting season. You know, they're young. They're learning. But he's like, I feel like I can't connect because in the old days, you would come out of come out of practice, you'd shower. This is during training camp. Shower. People would be playing cards. People would be interacting. Who knows what they're doing? You know, but they're they're doing something together. They're playing ping pong. They have a a tournament going on. Doing something. You know, like they're at least talking. He said now they get done with practice or get done with meetings during training camp, and they go straight to their phones. Like no one looks up from their phone. So Matthew was like, I don't even know how to, like, do I, am I the dad? Do I take the phones? Like, what do I do here? I mean, there, and he's like, I want them to see me as like, not as like a, I don't know. He's like, as the a coach, you know, he feels like they say like, sir to him and shit. And he's like, no, no, no. We're on the same level here. We're both playing in this league. Like, let me get to know you. But he said, it's so different and so hard to get to know these guys. He had a book printed out. He asked his, or I think it was his equipment guys, do you have a book printed of all the guys' faces and their names? Because he's like, I don't, I need to know their names. I feel like we don't ever talk. So now I'm going to find their names and I'm going to know, and I'm going to be like, hey, so-and-so, how was your weekend? Like, I'm going to, so that they know that I know them and maybe we should get to know each other. Like, so there's some chemistry on the field or something. But I think now, nowadays it's really hard to develop that because all these young kids, they don't care. They're not, it's, or they, it's not like they don't care. They just, they're so used to going straight to their phone. It's just different. It's kind of sad. Wow. All right. So that's Matthew Stafford's wife. It's a little bit longer than I wanted to play, but you heard it in its full content. She is chirpy. And she went on a podcast and said that about her husband. That is not good for that locker room. That's not good for Sean McVay, the coach, knowing this is his quarterback and what's happening. And how about the wife? How many NFL wives have podcasts that would say something like that? Very interesting sound that we were able to get there. So you don't hear any of that here. You're not going to hear any of that from Jimmy Garoppolo because he doesn't have a wife. Jimmy Garoppolo might be the most eligible bachelor in NFL history. And I'm sure if Jimmy Garoppolo was married, his wife wouldn't clear that through the Raiders to have that podcast. That was wild. 
One hour down, Harry Ruiz and Mark Anderson. They're going to join us next hour. I want you to join me for a live broadcast courtesy of Modelo at Top Golf on Friday, September 22nd. Enjoy specials of Modelo, especially prizes, take part in everything at Top Golf, noon to 2, Friday, September 22nd. Brought to you by Modelo.